On this week's Global Flavors, we're exploring German cuisine. This special cuisine is made of many different local or regional cuisines sharing many culinary traditions with neighboring countries in Central Europe. This week, I'm really delighted to be chatting with award-winning chef Peter Find of Heimat. In last week's Global Flavors, we talked to Peter a little bit more about his professional journey, and he also shared why he decided to bring German cuisine to Hong Kong. This week, perhaps let's start with a little bit of what makes German cuisine so special. Welcome back on the program, Peter. Thank Thanks you so for, much. Thank you so much for having us. All right. So tell us, what makes German cuisine so special and so unique? I think for, for me, the German cuisine, it's, uh, you know, one is very uh, product-driven, very regional, and, uh, you know, we have influences from the Nordic, the southern part, you know, from the Alsace region, you know, French border, and then, of course, the eastern the eastern part, right, which is also giving a different flavor and techniques to it, you know. Uh, some of the, you know, more popular dishes in Germany is definitely uh, pork is the most favorable, and then, of course, in wintertime, we're eating the roast goose for Christmas. It's very traditional. We have to using the bigger one, like about 4.2 kilo, right? It's massive. It's good for a generous family. But in Germany, we like to eat generous meat, you know. And we give serve this one with an apple red cabbage and a German potato dumpling, which we have on the potato dumpling. We have the, could, could have 10 different varieties, depending on where you come from. You know, some is made for cooked potatoes, some is from raw potatoes, some is half-half, some have a filling in some, some croutons, and so on. Usually, and the varieties from region to region. Yeah, yeah, there's always a little bit of different twist to it, right, you know, which make it quite uh, unique. And then I think, you know, what is, what is very special is, uh, I think, the soil. You know, I, I love potatoes by myself. And um, the potatoes compare what you have a local or U.S. potato, they're yellow. They are sweet. They have this earthy flavor from the soil. They just they smell different when you cook them. You can eat them with the skin, with the new skin, and it's a very classical yeah, roast potatoes. You can make so many things with this one. Or potato soup you make with this, the German potato, tastes completely different, right? It's very the soil. Warm. It's the soil. Yeah. I think that the flavor and so on, right? Uh, then, of course, we have this white asparagus, which is like the king of the vegetable, and it's only available end of April to end of June for two months which is very clean, you know, not bitter at all. And then, of course, um, sauerkraut. You know, sauerkraut have getting more attention because of the enzyme when the milk bacteria, very healthy, have a lot of vitamins and so on. So it's good for your digesting system. So we have white cabbage, a lot of things. We have red cabbage, right? Any kind of cabbage we eat. Right, potatoes, onion, bacon—you name it—the so smoky ones. And um, I think that the diversity is there. You know, we have a lot of hearty dishes, right? But we have also schnitzel. You know, which in Germany you can from from like Frankfurt, we serve one with a with a with a kind of a cheese on the top of the bake, which is only area from there. It's kind of made of quark cheese, and it's kind of a smelly and have a caraway seed, and you know have this. The, the aroma it's like you know when you go to a Swiss restaurant you're smelling a raclette yes the raclette you get this one oh. and it smells so good or with just with forest mushrooms or with bacon and onions or anything there's so many variations from one particular dish and then we have the praise dishes like the sauerbraten is a beef brined uh, for three or four days with a vinegar red wine vegetable solutions and then slow praised right 
And then what we doing the winter time is like a one pot. We call it Eintopf. And we do it with, for example, with green peas, with beans, or with lentil, which I particularly like. And then this served with sausage, Frankfurter sausage, or what I like, I like a beef smoked sausage. And this is like a, everything cooked in one pot. You put it in the middle of the table. If you take a generous portion with the sausage, maybe have a piece of bread on the side, and this one meal. All right. So, yeah, so a quick diversity, uh, I think beautiful flavors, you know, uh, and very seasonal. So when, when it's in peak season, I think that the items taste much better. Yeah, I love how uh, you, you mentioned just now growing up in Germany, you really sort of respect the seasons. You eat whatever the earth produced at that time. Yeah. Are there any sort of special ingredients or key ingredients? You mentioned just now pork is a big one. Yeah. Uh, what other meat uh, is sort of big or is there no sort of, um, it just depends? Uh, pork by far still retained the number one. Same but of course, Chinese yes. Cuisine. Yeah, my chicken been always been a little bit more on the perceived a little bit healthier. Game have in the southern part definitely is a little bit more popular for the peak season, right? Because it's, it's very lean, it's more healthier because it's usually is all free, mm. right? And still lucky we still have a lot of forest in Germany. Um, and then you know uh, in Germany we eat a lot of dairy products. For example, quark cheese. So quark cheese is like a curd. So it's kind of between a yogurt and a sour cream, more or less, right? Very creamy, less on the acidity. And in Germany, we eat it, for example, for the breakfast. We put it on the bread and then put a jam on the top. Oh. Or we serve it in a savory, like a savory spread with onions or with chive, right? With a bread, right? You know, I do this in my, my restaurant as well. And then we use it for the cheesecake, for the German cheesecake. So very different than a New York cheesecake. We're using this quark cheese, more softer, add a little bit of lemon zest, very light and moist. Compared to the cream cheese, New York is very heavy and rich. You have a small slice, you feel like kind of a stuff. So it's kind of more on the healthier side. And then in Germany, we have always a very big tradition on tray cakes, so yeast cakes, mm -hmm. you know, with fresh apples and crumble, with plums and crumble or... Uh, just with almonds or butter on the top and bake this one fresh. This is kind of every weekend you're coming home, you smell this one and apples. We, we love apples. So any kind of apple cake, you know, I can could every week I could make a different apple cake and still wouldn't have all the dishes uh, I have. Such right. a simple ingredient, but That's it's so right. much yeah. variety yeah, yeah. from it. <laughs> Amazing. So finally, let's uh, end on, on, on some food notes. What sorts of special dishes or your childhood favorites can you share with our listeners? Yes, you know, there is a, there is a lot, right? You know, if you would see me, I'm a, I'm a big guy, so I had to eat a lot of food, right? Uh, no, there is a... I think every childhood you have dishes which kind of, when you eat it, they bring you back to a memory. And I think this is the, you know, falling more under the comfort food zone. One of my, you know, top favorite, I love uh, milk rice pudding. And uh, I know my mom always make it and, you know, small village, she, she know, she see the school bus passing by, then she take it out, put it on the plate, and it was served with a cinnamon sugar and uh, lovely warm. So I, I love this one. I eat it warm, I eat it cold and so on. Uh, another one, we, we have a, a, a dish, it's called the Römertopf, which is kind of a clay pot. It's come from the Roman Empire, kind of when they gone through Europe, kind of take it from there. And it's usually coming in a big shape or in uh, what I like, it's like a baked apple. It's like an apple shape. It's soaked there. Then we take out the apple, take out the core, fill it inside with a marzipan, 
hazelnuts, walnuts, cinnamon, a little bit of butter, of course, and then bake it. So it's kind of in a closed container, so it's retained all the juiciness and all the flavor. But when it's done and you open it, the fragrance is incredible. It's it, the whole room smell. So this is a very dish, and of course, can be used for the savory, for slow praising dishes. You put everything inside. The lid is sealed. The steam stay inside, so it don't have a chance to burn. Keep it very, very moist and not drying out. So this is a very, very unique dish, right? And uh, it's it's had distractions, but also at one point, and the people didn't use it anymore. But it's now it's getting, you know, kind of a little bit of comeback, you know, with sometimes dishes which been around, but then they get a little bit of fashion again. You know, people try, you know, you know, like I say, baked Alaska was hot. Now everybody make like a mini version and so on. So you have phases, you know, and I do this the same with the Black Forest cake, which most people know. So we do it in a different way, you know, in a class, we're using the chocolate, the sour cherry and the cream. And you could come to my place and I can every time have something different with the three compliments. Wow. Um, what about some special techniques used when you're cooking German food, Peter? Yeah. So we using a lot of the slow praised dishes for stews or ragouts. You know, not for the game items. Uh, absolutely, I think is still one of the best ways to to getting the the flavor really out. The one pot also where we cooking everything inside. Of course, in a sequence, the dishes which let's say carrot and. Uh, a celery take a little bit longer than the potatoes and so on. So you cook it in sequence when you put in. Um, and then, of course, we have uh, the, the schnitzel. I think this is a, the technique you use for the schnitzel is very, very important, right? Uh, we don't deep fry them in Germany, right? Yeah. We, we in the pan with the clarified butter, we make the crust really last minute. So they don't get wet. They stay nice and crunchy and crispy. And uh, the temperature, you know, when you when you cook a schnitzel, you have to be. If it's too cold, the oil or the butter soaking in the in the breadcrumbs, and then it's kind of a very heavy feeling. If it's too hot, it's burned. So you need to find a way. And you know, the schnitzel kind of have to to swim. You don't have to be too much fat inside, but just enough that it's kind of golden color. And the timing is very important. So, you know, you need to, each stove is different, each oven is different. You need to practice a little bit what worked the best for you. Uh, never put too many inside because otherwise it's cooled down too fast. You know, there's certain tricks, of course, you you learn throughout your, your, your years of experience. Yeah, and this is the patience of cooking German food, really. You can't rush it. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. Well, Peter, can you tell our listeners how we can find out more about you and your work? Have you got a website or social media? Yes, of course. You know, I think the, the social media aspect is very, very important. So we have everything. Your website, Instagram is very, very simple. Heimat.hk, you know. And there you find, you can see some visible, of course, you know what is there. But also we have some story about some special, unique dishes. However, the best is come and experience by yourself. Yes, thank you so much for your time this week, Peter. Thank you.